Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you ought to, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmar, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom... Come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team. We'll talk about your least favorite team and everybody in between. And we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. AJ, Rudo, Megan, and Jesse, all four of us coming to you live as the Avs beat the Arizona Coyotes 4-3 in the shootout. Safe to say they probably made it harder than it had to be, but I think especially this time of the year, you don't care if the W is on the scorecard. So you take it, you get it, you move on with your life. Are you done with your tweet so you can do the 60-second rundown yet, AJ? I am. Let's get it, then. Is it up? We good? So the first period happened. Um, Technically. It sure did. It is a historical (laughs) fact that it took place. Uh, And then the second period started, and the Avs picked it up a little bit. Things got a little bit better. Uh, Miko Rantanen opens the scoring on, like, a rimmed puck that he just, like, hits his body and (laughs) follows him. Yep. I guess. Uh, and then, so he scores into kind of an empty net, and then Bo Byram follows it up with a, kind of a weird goal of his own. Puck is kind of just sitting there. Uh, and then the third period, all hell breaks loose. You get halfway through the third period, it's still 2 nothing. Everything everything is fine. Matias Michelli scores from a sharp angle to make it 2-1. Okay, that's one thing. Then your top line has the world's worst line change. Um, super slow getting off the ice. Then it's 2-2. Then you score on a power play that you, that you get immediately after. Now it's 3-2. Then they score immediately after <laughs> on a weird puck. I know I'm out of time. Uh, and it's 3-3. And then you go into a forever shootout. Nobody scores until Val Nichushkin makes an insane move. Scores the only only goal of the shootout? Yep. Was it seven the rounds? only one. Yep. Seven, rounds. seven rounds and hit the a end. seven round shootout, and that's it. And then his face after said it all. It is, <laughs> it is weird. You usually see like a, a round where both teams will score in shootouts that yep. go that long. Yeah, and or the first three they alternate one or two here and there. So, you know, there's something. Yeah. none of that today. Um, okay, uh, chat. We're gonna trust you to get us to 100 likes here because I'm not gonna drink warm alcohol. Nah. So we're gonna do this, but get us to 100 likes, please. Yeah. Except for Jesse, because for you he's guys. soft. Yeah. Hey, I got in my yearly quota of shots at my wedding, okay? I'm yeah. sure you did plenty of drinking, that's true. 
Dubs. Cheers, Dubs. Hey. I'm happy for all of you guys taking those. Yeah, there we go. Nothing nothing better than one shot, not enough to get you drunk, but tastes equally as horrible, am I right? They don't <laughs> taste that bad. Speak for yourself. It might be enough. The look on your face says otherwise. <laughs> Fireball's not my thing. Oh, oh so. fireball. God. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Anyway. Yeah. We had a we had a one of our great viewers bought us a huge bottle of Jaeger that we refused we, to that use. We are, yeah. we are now two games into <laughs> not using. So great. what is the no, reason? Is it, are we, is it being saved? No, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he was being he was being proactive yeah. today. No, now I kind of like it. Yeah. No, Maybe it was... we just don't crack it open until a really good occasion calls for it. So my fear is that the they don't have a very deep playoff run, and then we have we half the have bottle, bottle left, <laughs> and then we have to drink the rest of that bottle that night to go into the drown summer. the sorrows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or uh, we drink in celebration of a repeat cup. I mean, there's lots of different uh, things. We're that out happen. of we're out of Jaeger. If they make it that far, probably. But always out of tonight's Jaeger. game. Is there anything you guys even want to mention from the first period? It really look other than the Avs played pretty well on the whole. Uh, the underlines are going to go the Avs way. Yeah. But boy, was that a nothing hockey period. <laughs> I have nothing to say about it. Let me think it's if good, I'm good picking period. the oh my God. period correctly. But is this where they have two penalty kills? Correct. And both Taves and McCarr in the box. I think that requires a little bit of a shout out that they managed to hold it down and continue to have an effective kill, even without some of their best killers. A fair point. The penalty well, kill remains good. Rudo, it was like one of those, you and I were killers. up here. Talking. I made killers. the good road period joke because you and I were talking. But, yeah. but I mean, really, that, that first period, I said to you, I, I thought they were controlling play well enough. I agree. That I said, I don't really feel like they need one here. They're pretty handily in control of the game. And that to me was kind of the story of that first period where, yeah, nothing really high event happened, but it just felt like the Avs had two hands on the wheel there, even though they weren't generating much. Like Megan said, but that first kill, especially, that was piece of cake, walk in the park. Second one was a little scrambly there for the but first got it done, minute ish. Yeah. Uh, but again, I, I just I liked kind of the calmness that they played with. Puck's not going in. We're having a hard time getting to the net, but stick with it. Keep doing what we're doing. Kind of like what we talked about in the pregame. We're just going to take what you guys are going to give us. And I thought that ended up spilling into the second period where they finally were able to get going a bit. Yeah, it, it certainly shown through. A weird game. The goals certainly seem to come in bunches. Uh, both of the Avs' early goals come within, what was it, 65 seconds between them, I think? He was 59. 59, so even under a minute. Uh, when was I whining? What was I whining about? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what you were whining about. Oh, I whine, oh, I whine about a the lot, shots, but I... About the oh, shots. yes, okay. Yeah. I was like, I, I know I do that, but you I couldn't You were right, Rudolph, yeah. sorry. That was a different stretch of goals. Six seconds, who cares? <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway... AJ, you kind of mentioned they're not yeah. the cleanest goals of all time. Yeah. But one, does Connor Ingram just have nightmares about the Colorado Avalanche? Is that his entire sleep cycle? Is just him waking up with Avs bearing down on him with the puck? Maybe. <laughs> I, would, I would guess so. I can't imagine <laughs> he looks forward to these games. It would really suck if like that was actually his night. Like, he wakes <laughs> yeah. up and he's just, yeah. <laughs> Like you're you're pulled out of that like deep sleep state and you're like the beginning oh my god <laughs> and like that's all you see like yeah. that would be terrible yeah I 
let me ask you this. How much credit does Miko get for this play? And how much of this is him just being in the right spot for a fortunate bounce? Well, nobody else puts him in that spot except him. For sure. Uh, and it's really like it's on the goalie to make a better play than he does. And he doesn't. And so I give all, all the credit in the world to Miko. Yeah. For hey, he he gets his body in position to be disruptive to the rim. It, I you don't very often see a puck f- like follow along with a guy <laughs> like that, and then also at the same time have a goaltender who's just like I don't know where it is, man. Well, and and, <laughs> and the like lazily the- get his way back into net. Like all of it just sort of worked out for him. But I have way more problems with how Connor Ingram handles everything than anything else on it. Like I just think it's lazy and way irresponsible. Miko does everything right. Uh, you know, he puts himself in great position. He finds the puck. See, it's 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 his, it's, it in. it's in his gear. He finds it, tracks it down, gets it on his stick. Like that is a slightly harder than it looks play to find that puck coming off the wall, drop it, and make a play on it. Good on him. I think too, it's kind of karmic justice for the missed high stick McKinnon on the power play that leads right up to it. And they could have in those final seconds of that power play that was coming to an end just given up but instead i think it's Makar who sends that puck deep into the end the arizona's end yep. and then it's opportunistic then like miko's not giving up even mm-hmm. though the power play is about to expire he's also chasing that puck deep into arizona's end it's opportunistic and fortunate that ingram mishandles it but it it's definitely an example of him not getting deflated by that moment on the power play not scoring well is it also a little karmic justice for the ref blocking yeah, that shot no, the other day what what would have been his 48th goal there of the were year? like three attempts that were unfortunate for him there he's owed yeah. a little more from the universe <laughs> so this is just a good start it's to, a good start getting that I, paid off all right we cool. can all agree he's owed at least two more right because he's at 48 that's yeah. right man. <laughs> yeah. what's what's so funny about miko and, and that goal kind of that goal and then the shootout attempt are kind of like a microcosm of who miko is because there's been so many times throughout his avalanche yeah. tenure where people can be so frustrated with him but he's just a good enough player that he can have a he i don't he wasn't very good today he can he, coast he, on no. the talent he, he fought yeah. today but he's good enough that he makes those plays on one shift and it's like all right that kind of undoes you having a shitty day because you and then, found a way to contribute if that's the floor you're insanely good right, at hockey. Right, well, right, and like right. how many times we've talked about Miko Rantanen will like drift through a game, you won't notice it much, and you get to a box score, and he's got a goal and two assists. Right, and you're right, like, right. Yep. What happened? Yeah, here, man. Yeah. One of them primary, and it's like <laughs> yeah, sick. And, and you're just like, sure. Right. I guess right. he's just better. <laughs> yeah. uh, you get past that one. The Gavs pick up the other one. Look again, similar kind of thing. LOC does a good job to get the shot on net. Bo does a good job crashing. Get pretty fortunate with uh, which Coyotes defenseman was it that basically kicks the puck into his own net? Was it McBain? Was it McBain? It's Jack McBain. Yep. (laughs) I I don't know. It, It felt like, and this changed in the third period, which we'll get to, but it felt like a lot of the Arizona games versus Colorado, we've seen Arizona get pretty lucky. Yep. Colorado had the luck going their way in the second period, at very least. Yeah, and for those to happen on back-to-back shifts, yeah. you're like, okay, like things are broken, are kind of breaking Colorado's way right now. Um, and I guess that's a conversation where you could say that you earned that luck for sure because you put yourself in these. They positions. were dominating the game. Yeah, both times they they put themselves in a position for something like this to happen. It just goes their way for once, and cool. Uh, 
the Byram goal, I really do want to give some love to Cogliano, the outlet pass from Cross Ice. It was that, nice. Not the kind of play that you expect out of a depth line like that. Mm. Um, it's it's easy to just for a guy like that to just get it to the center line, get it in, and we'll change. Yeah. You know, we'll live to fight another day. And instead, Cogliano makes an actual play with it, and then LOC does a great job getting in uh, and getting a quality shot so that there could be a rebound. And then everything from there, you know, McBain uh, kind of kicks it, and then Byram finds it and and puts it in, and great, and that's awesome. That's just. You've, you've, Hard work being in the right spot. Yeah, like yeah. you've played, like like you've done all the right things up to that moment. You get a break, and then you just capitalize from there. So, um, the two nothing lead. Obviously, there was some good fortune that that was involved in it, but also good execution there. You gotta you gotta finish that. And like you kind of said, you look at the underlings, and it's like, yeah, the app should probably be up about two nothing. The way this game is going. Yeah, yeah. It it really did feel like a, uh, an appropriate score for the game through two periods. All right. Um, so uh, I want to have this conversation about Georgiev because... Damn, I thought for sure that was the start. I was thought not, you were trying yeah, to... I not. thought you were trying to like... What's a funny way I can transition into this ad read? Nope. Uh, 50 minutes of this game, he plays extremely well. Yep. The last 10, he gives up three goals. I don't think anyone's going to have a problem with the second one. It's a guy in all alone. The first one, maybe you'd like him to stop, but that's a laser beam from Matias Michelli. Yeah. And then the third one is just a bad goal. Where are we giving Georgiev credit for the first 50 minutes of this game and not worrying about the last 10? Yeah. Also credit for the shootout, which we'll get to. Or are we are <laughs> we sitting on the concern of that 10 minutes a little bit here? No. For Georgiev? Yeah. I have more issue with the way the Avs played in the first 10 minutes of that period. Okay. I, I don't disagree with you on that. Stole we, my answer. We can talk about that. Let's talk about Georgiev first, though. I'm not worried about him okay. in that frame. Because, honestly, it's the context of the game in that moment, too. He true. did face more of a workload than he did through the entirety of that game. So you'd like to see him still be fresh on his feet when he does start to experience a little bit more, but that really shouldn't have been the case. That shouldn't have been the story of this game in the third period right. in those 10 minutes. Bad line change, weird spinnerana move from Clayton Keller on that other one. That first one is like goal line backdoor. They're just, those are weird and not weird in that he shouldn't, he couldn't have made those saves, like especially the Clayton Keller one. I think he could have, he should still have been tracking where that puck was coming from. That's a spinnerana move. Uh, I was like, gonna say, I'm it's, not, it's, Super upset by that. So th th that was going to be my point. The, the third one, I, if, if you don't like it, I understand why you don't like it. But really, none of those three goals really bother me. Like, I don't look at those like, oh, Georgiev has to be better. Uh, the Th third one bothers me. Like I said, sure. Like, I, I get it. But to Megan's point, what's what's makes, in my opinion, what makes that one weird is it looks like a non-threatening play. Clayton Keller's got his back to you. He's facing the opposite direction up ice. And then he just whips around, throws that one on. I can see why, like Megan said, yes, you'd like him to still be tracking that puck, get out on top of the paint, make a stop. But again, it's just kind of a fluky one. The Michelli shot, that's a ridiculous shot. Georgiev gave him when a two-by-two two area to put that in, and he did. Yeah, goalies give that right. because they, they want you to try and to, go for that. And you saw in overtime, Miko goes for that exact goal twice. Yeah, yeah. 
doesn't get it. You know why? Because it's really hard to do. <laughs> yeah, and it's just one of those things for me that I think the 50 minutes plus overtime in the shootout is more representative of the night that Georgiev had and not uh, the third period where he gave up goals on yeah. good chances. And to be clear, not worried about him beyond this game at all yeah. by any stretch. Yeah. I just look at that third goal and say, you know what? But but so I guess the Avs could have made their life a lot easier if Georgiev gives them a, a good Sure, save. but I mean like then... But again, it's just it's a fluky, weird one. Meh. You'd like him to have it back. If it doesn't cause you any concern, what 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 concern could that possibly cause you? In the moment, that, it's that frustrating. The, the, right. the right. moment that the yep. that things ramped up, he didn't handle like, it. The Avs did not play great in that third that period, be, which we'll look, get that's to. That's devil's advocate. Sure. I'm no, no, and, and, and that's why I'm that's why, that's why I didn't you. hard disagree with you. Like, this, is, this is not something I'm, <laughs> I, I'm not bothered by this. More accurately, my concern would be you really don't want to make these games harder than you need to. And yeah. I, I get it. The and rest I, of the team also made it harder if, than it if, needed to be. If this if this was a habit for Georgiev, I'm with you. Right. And the temperature turned up. They got the lead back in it. And it. And this is still, why you shouldn't be worried right, about right. it. Right, sure. right. To me, that was... And then happens. not to mention an absolute monster in the shootout for them, too. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. The <laughs> first was... couple shooters well, actually put real moves on him. I was going to say, I'm anxious to. Shooters four through seven, he didn't have to do a whole lot. But we'll get there as well. Before that, we are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You can get it here at the bar, eight different kinds on tap, or anywhere in the United States. Use the Breck Beer Locator online at breckbrew.com to find it near you. Tons of delicious flavor. Yeah, you're taking a look at that too? I am. I was going to take a look when I get a second. Uh, Early early shirt designs are coming in, folks. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, it is. It's a. I, it's not how I imagined it, but I don't it's, know that I hate it. Oh yeah, significantly angrier than I expected. <laughs> I, I imagine that's just like the sketch that he'll then get. Yeah. In and. Because I want the face to look more like. Oh really? His real face. Oh, is this a personally? I that could be a personal. No, hit send that tool. Yeah, give him that feedback. He takes that. That's why he sends it to us. Well, I mean, do you guys feel that way too? Or are you like, no, I kind of like the... I would well, love to I, see what I, that I, looks I, like. I didn't yeah. even know that that was... I, the only thing I really want is to be the gold chain to be more prominent. Yeah. that's That would be my feedback. Like uh, maybe it doesn't need to be in so much motion. Yeah, yeah, it could be... That well, I, and I... At a glance, it looks like... like, like but again, it, I'm it assuming does. this is the it sketch. Does. Uh I, I, it's hard to tell when it's not colored yet. <laughs> good point, good point. I wish Eric was watching this so we could just give him his feedback right, Just watch the show, air. D-Line. What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> also, funny enough, Jesse and I talked about this on the watch line that we hadn't done this read yet. We're now brought <laughs> to you by Fubo TV. There's a link Finally. down in the description. You can go to FuboTV.com slash DNVR. Make sure you put the DNVR on there if you're not using the link in the description. Or look at that. There's a QR code right there you can scan. To get signed up today, they have 140 live channels, uh, sports shows, movies, all that stuff. They also have altitude, so if you want to watch the abs, if you want to watch the Nuggets, you can do that in the Colorado area with Fubo. It's one of the better options out there. Jump on it. They got tons of other amazing stuff, including a cloud DVR, so you can record a thousand hours of stuff. So if you are one of those people that can't watch the abs live, no problem. Fubo's got you completely covered there. Uh, look, they also just had a had a great time with the NCAA tournament. I'm not the biggest college hockey fan, but you know, 
Megan got to watch DU I, take the yeah, L. Yeah, had a great tournament, <laughs> eh? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Megan had a ton of fun watching it. <laughs> so uh, if, you're, if you're into that type of thing, if you're a DU fan, they got you covered with all of that. Uh, tons of other stuff as well. So highly recommend you go check it out. Uh, if you just want altitude, it's probably worth the money, but all the other stuff as well. Uh, again, you use the link in the description or go to FuboTV.com slash DNVR and you get 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Can I ask a quick DU follow-up? Oh, yeah. Just real it. quick. Is it considered a major disappointment? Like, <laughs> No, seriously. No, I, know, I know. It's just... But like... We were, not me, we like, were, biting the insides of my cheeks, yeah. trying not to cry. Yeah. No, <laughs> we no, like we were just, roasting her the other night in the press box, her uh, and Ryan. Yeah. That sucks. No. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't mean to, like... No, I'm actually, much, I'm actually okay. Oh, lightheartedly. Uh, it's hard. <laughs> because of how good their regular season actually was, I think that does add to the disappointment because yeah. they looked like they could compete for yeah. it again this year fully. And they are going to lose some of the key reasons they got there, mm -hmm. inevitably. Probably Magnus Krona any day now, like presumably Carter Mazur. So some of that core stays intact, and there have been guys who've come through newly through the transfer portal. that They're still going to be competitive next year, yeah. but the back-to-back -back angle definitely deflates not being able to chase it consecutively, but I think they'll still be competitive next year. I've watched them play a lot of losing hockey. I know people are like, <laughs> they're so good. They haven't always been that good year by year. I was excited for the year they had. It's disappointing. I don't think they played to the standard that they could have. I knew them to be better than that, but I, they'll be fine next year. Well, I will happily sacrifice the DU back-to-back -back if it means the Avs back-to-back -back works I know. It's like, is this a bad omen? That, that, yeah, I don't think that's how the world works. <laughs> They didn't experience nearly as much adversity, and maybe they needed to. Maybe, maybe. At some point, adversity is like adversity is healthy, but also at some point, you're just like, dude, do we ever just get to play? Yeah. <laughs> and I think I like I wonder how this Avs team feels, feels about, about that. that. Yeah. Like, the entire year has been such a grind. I wonder. Oh, and it's like we talk about uh, that one seed Flames team that the Avs beat that had no problems. Yeah. Same thing with last year's Flame team. Flames team. Same thing with the Stars this year. Boston. We were, talk we were talking about, yeah, same thing. I mean, every team that has had these types of regular <laughs> record breaking seasons and yeah. doesn't get out of the second round, you're like, look, there's something to be said for figuring out your identity when, when things times get are tough. tough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and my concern about Colorado's adversity this year is that some of it was so over the top that there isn't a lot to take out of it. Like, you, you go into December and you are icing. An AHL group. Uh, so many Colorado Eagles. Eight guys that won't are, be on your playoff roster. Who are yeah. playing prominent roles. Not like there's right. three Eagles making up your fourth line. Like we're talking like half the roster at one point. Yeah. You know, and you're and you're playing quality opponents in that time. You're just you're just getting smoked. And there's nothing to take out of that where you're just like mm -hmm. if you guys were ever wondering what a preseason hockey game <laughs> looked like, but counted. <laughs> This is kind of what it would be like. Uh, uh, and so I do wonder, like, just the uh, – you, you brought up adversity, and I wonder for a team like Colorado where it's only been adversity from day one of training camp when there was no Landis Gog, no Darren Helm, 
and it's never let up. At, at it what point does it stopped. just wear you down? Yeah, exactly. To, yeah. And like this chase for the Central Division title. At what point did the Avs just go, well, we're tired? See, and, and that's what, I, what I'm wondering so much. And I think I made the comment. I think it was on the pregame that I'd be willing to bet that at his core, Jared Bednar's like, just get in. Let's just get in so we can get amped up for those games. Yeah. Because I, I really do. I, I, I will die on the hill that the year that they chased down the president's trophy, they, they just spent such a large portion of the gas they had in the tank for the playoffs to get the president's trophy and get the one seed just for it to end up not mattering at all because they dropped one of the first two games at home to Vegas anyways and gave them home ice advantage right back. No, they didn't. They didn't. You're right. Regardless, well, they dropped game five at home. They dropped a game at home. Yeah, they dropped their home ice advantage right, after right. they earned it. And it was just in overtime, Ryan Graves, <laughs> bro. And and I do just think that that they ended up running away with it last year. Happy moments. I love that everybody had a visceral reaction to that. <laughs> uh, but I, I do just think that they like really have taken the like internally the abs. I just think they've taken the emphasis off that because it's like it's not worth burning yourself out to chase down the central division crown doesn't matter. We're going to have to play these teams anyways. Well, and this is one of the things that I think uh, their Tampa Bay's run has been great, but has also come with so many caveats that are not repeatable, but that might be the one thing about their run that, that you do take away from it is that they don't expend all that energy in the regular season and where they finished is where they finish. Yeah. And they don't worry about it because they get into the postseason and they go, we're the Tampa Bay freaking lightning. Right, right. Good luck. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you're going to beat us, we're going to make you earn every inch of that win. And that is one where it's like, maybe that's what the abs have also adopted. I know we're not talking about the game at this point, but I find this conversation far more interesting, personally. We'll get to the third period, but the first two periods, there just wasn't a lot yeah, to talk about. Yeah, straight up. But it's it's when we talk about this adversity and you talk about like the chase for this and the mental energy that they expend, uh, that they're expending, and the physical energy, you know, short offseason, all the things that have yeah. sort of happened against Colorado uh, after last season. Not happened to Colorado before anyone starts. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder, like, I wonder, like, do they get to the postseason and they're just like, all right, we're not messing with, we don't have to look at the standings yeah, anymore. Yeah, we yeah. just, we could just focus on today. We could just focus on this. This is the task at hand. Like, I wonder if, if postseason hockey is almost something that loosens them up so, and, and ends up being refreshing for them because they're like, this is the mission. We survived whatever that was. Yeah. yeah. And now we're back in prime position and everybody out there is afraid of us. I wrote about it right before I left in the at the rink. We talked about it. Jared Bednar ad- admitted what you just said. He goes, yeah, we, we were playing the Stanley Cup final. And I'm paraphrasing. Like, it is hard to get up for Tuesday night against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Totally. Like, it's, it is hard to do that. Yeah. When, you, when you've gone through that run. So, and again, I think that's relative to the point you're making about Tampa. You saw it with Chicago, L.A., you know, mm-hmm. in, the, in the early 2010s where it's like. <laughs> you're going to have to win road games at some right, point, right. man. Right, And it's like, once we get there, yeah. now we can dial it up. Now we're excited to dial it up. Yeah. And, and I, I just think that that's what makes Tampa, what has made Tampa so dangerous over the last couple of years is like, eh, we're here. Now we know how to do this. Yeah. 
I don't, we don't care about all that shit. Well, and from especially a month ago. when you look at everybody else out in the West and you go, who scares us? Right? Nobody. Like, right, like dude. Minnesota is excellent defensively. So they're going to be hard to beat. Okay, great. Can they score enough? Does that goaltending hold up? Right. Like, there are fair questions to wonder there, but you do look at them and you say, that's going to be a tough matchup. You look at Dallas and you're like, they've got a couple, like a handful of just great players. Yeah. They've got a coach that's beat you twice in the postseason. Uh, with two different franchises, so it's not like <laughs> it's not like he rolled out the same roster and beat you. He did it in different ways, uh, and so you're like, okay, like there are some concerns with those guys. Anybody else out west? Well, see, I think it's does anybody and, and does anybody really scare you because nobody out west has walked the walk. For me, it's 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 a bunch of teams, kind of like what you said. Yeah, that's a tough team. They have A, B, or C. Man, that team like Vegas, sure. Like they got Jack Eichel. You got some game breakers. You got Alex Petrangelo. Sure. I, assuming relative health, I don't even think those top teams are that scary. And, 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 and that's my point. Any like, given series, the Avs could lose, absolutely. Right. Yeah. There, there's good teams. There is no team that, on paper, I look at, and I, I've said this several times, if the Avs get Landy back, if they're not back in the final, I think that's disappointing. Even if they don't get Landy back... I think it's the aren't Western all Conference the final. other teams out west going? Who's the team that scares you when they right. all go Colorado? Right. Yeah. If if you get everyone but Landeskog back, I I agree with you. And then if you do get Landy back, how much how much does that breathe new life into a team if they get that if they get their captain? Yeah. At some point during the postseason, maybe not even round one, but right. some point during the postseason. Doesn't that re-energize a group a little bit? That like, dude, totally. Uh, we Megan, are, are we are healthy. We are good to go. This is this is us. You and know, now this, our leaders here. Are you as confident like, as the rest of us <laughs> in the abs here? Yeah, okay. and it's obvious that we feel some type of way because of our scope of the team. But I think this has been the story throughout the course of this season, even through their toughest stretches in December. League wide, they have commanded respect. They have been viewed this. as a threat out West this whole season. And everyone has added, but those injuries are a little striking, but they're still a threat. Every mm. person from other, every other media person from other markets that we talk to, any visiting coach that we talk to when they come to town, everybody, except for Avs fans, sees this as the team to beat out West by like, like, it's no questions asked. Yeah. This is the team to beat. Yeah, and again, because I think that when you look out west and you look at the changing of the guard, L.A. fell off, Chicago fell off, Vancouver disappeared. Obviously, that's been a few years now, right. but Vancouver disappeared. San Jose then fell off, too. Yep. You're looking at, like, Vegas is six years into this group, sort of this group. It feels like it's trending the wrong and, way. And, right, it feels like this is kind of last hurrah time for them. Right. Uh, they continue to have money problems. They continue to have, they're getting, they're all 30 years old problems. Mark Stone's back isn't getting yeah. better. Yeah. Well, and that's, it does feel like the West is in this transitory period where LA's on the come up, but they're not all the way there yet. Right. You're talking about a team like Seattle coming up. Minnesota, maybe once they clear all their dead cap is having yeah. that conversation. Well, in, in Minnesota, how do they take the next right. step? Right. Dallas, uh, how do they take the right. next step? And right now, Edmonton, that leaves, how, do they, how do they take the next step? And that leaves Colorado alone at the top. Right. And that's because of what they accomplished last year as the team that did it. Right, right. Smoked all of them along the way, walked the walk, and did the thing against the team that everybody's afraid of. Yeah. In Tampa Bay. Yep. And became 
the team that everybody is afraid of. Yeah. Yep. Well, and, and then to the point of... Like, I, I, I said it in our, our video at the start of this year. When you climb the mountain, yeah. you become the mountain. Well, AJ, you yep. and I joked last year in the playoffs about, like, if it's Avs and Tampa, if, if it's Colorado, Tampa in the final, like, you, you pick Tampa, like, just because no one's beaten them in two years. Now the Avs have beaten them. And again, for me, it's still, all right, Eastern Conference, here's your fourth try at beating these guys. Yeah. But you're over three. Right. But to your point, AJ, like, the Avs did it. And, right. and all these other teams in the West that you just listed Edmonton, Minnesota, Vegas, they're all. Dallas, like, okay, cool, you're right there, but like you said, how do you take the next step? And they all have major off-ice hurdles to try to clear in order to take that next step. Vegas, like you said, they got injury question marks. They've got aging question marks. Edmonton strapped themselves to a bunch of weird contracts this last year. Minnesota hasn't even hit the worst of their dead cap uh, over the next two seasons. Like, there is just this really weird kind of black hole in the upper middle of the Western Conference that even a, a mostly healthy Avs team, I think is still pretty clear in a way the best team. And I'm going to be so anxious. This whole conversation started around is to see what they do in the playoffs. Yeah. Everyone said for weeks, they yelled at all of us. You're crazy. If you think well, the Avs can just turn it up uh, yeah, yeah. and they did. And, and, that, and, was, and, that was always dumb. Well, but, but my point is like, is this group going to do that again? Right. Like, like, are, are they like, going to get is there? That in, is that in the, the bag this year <laughs> right, for them to go right. out at the start of the postseason and just and have that game one like they did against Nashville, yeah. which could be game one against Nashville again this right, year, to be right. honest, uh, where they just come out and they're just you're just like, oh, oh no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good luck, Wes. Yeah. yeah, so it's, it's just... I, it's I all really interesting. I do want to wind this back in because right now the Avs are still trying to chase down the top of the Central. The two points tonight it's were important in doing that. <laughs> Megan, you seemed uh, very happy to talk about how the Avs just didn't play a good portion of the third period. <laughs> I was more so coming out in defense sure. of Georgiev, sure. taking the fall for this. And it's not even that you brought it up as a topic. Someone added the abs account like he's a sieve and i was just very bothered by that because <laughs> he has been trending upwards at the most important time of the year but has also been consistently good gradually been. getting better and better but starting off from a place of also good that he has been one of the best additions to this team and one reason i have such a belief in them moving forward and so i, I look at this third period and it's just the way in which the game completely changes course in a 10-minute period because the first first period was kind of a wash, really even back and forth. Um, abs gain a, a big edge in the second period, and they just give it up by not starting the sec or the third period on time. In that first 10 minutes, they allowed Arizona to have more high-danger chances than they had through two periods before that. Yep. And I think it's a testament to the change too because before that they were keeping Arizona pretty much to the perimeter not allowing them to get into that net front too much and they are creating chances of their own they got hemmed in in their own end that tests Georgiev in a big way he comes up too with those like first six high danger chances with those saves it was very predictable the outcome though then in the next like five minutes yeah. those goals mm -hmm. the way that they happen it was just very predictable Rudo, you, you and I talked about it <clears throat> in the second period because I honestly even think the first 
Arizona just did not look they were not interested, interested in being in, out in there. In the first two periods, they were not The Avs interested. were kind of, like you said, even though they didn't dominate that first period, the Avs, like I, I mentioned earlier, they felt like they were mostly in control. In the second period, it was all Avs. Arizona literally in that second period looked like they were it like, was is this over yet? Yeah. Can we be done with this? We Again, during the watch long, we were talking, there was that power play that Arizona got right after the Avs went up 2 nothing, And we both said, this kind of feels like the game here, the way that Arizona's playing, because if they don't get a shot in the arm, are they really going to bounce back? And the third period started, and it felt like the Avs had that exact same yep. conversation in the locker room, yep. and they were like, cool, Arizona's folded they in already. They started thinking about Anaheim. Yeah, let's just get out there and wrap this up. Let's roll lines. Right. Let's have an easy one, boys. And, and Andre Tournier said, mm. all right, you guys took 40 minutes off, and you're within two. Go skate your asses off for 20 minutes and try to win this game. And it, it, I, in my opinion, it was just a combination of the Avs got lulled to sleep by the way the Coyotes were playing. And then when they fell asleep, the, the Coyotes just came out and took it to them for 10 minutes. To Megan's point, if not for Georgiev, that game gets maybe away from them in the third. He was able to hold them in long enough that Arizona kind of ran out of time to do anything too damaging. To to build on Megan's defense of Georgiev, uh if I had told you that this was his second worst statistical month of the season, doesn't that make you actually feel like yeah, that's like insanely impressive? Pretty good about him, <laughs> yeah, because he's played really, really well for a couple weeks now. Yep. And you look at you look at some of the games today. A great example: he's playing great, and the team in front of him just felt, turns off. <laughs> felt determined to give a goal up at some point. And then when the Michelli goal goes in, you're like, okay, let's hope that they figure this out. Kick it back in the gear. And, and the they very didn't. first shift yeah. after that is your second line with Comfer, Nachushka, or Comfer, Newhook, and Rodriguez. Yeah. I'm like, I could. I mean, they, they jumbled them a little bit well, at times and, today. And like that but... line goes out there and Newhook forechecks hard. They win the puck, like they're doing what they need to do. You really like that. You really like that response. Yeah. Your top line gets on the ice. Doesn't do a whole lot, takes the worst line change, and, and they attack you buried. immediately yeah. because you have two of your best players are taking like light years to get off the ice. Like McKinnon, McKinnon start he decides he's gonna change sixty feet away from the bench and never gets his ass in gear. And it just opens up the door for exactly what the coyotes did, where they just attacked because you opened the door for them. Yep. And they walk right in and they score an easy one on you. And Georgiev, you're looking at Georgiev and he's like, guys, help. This period has already been kind of crazy. What are you, how are you getting worse? Yeah. And then your second line, once again, in response, goes out, gets on the ice immediately, pucks it deep. They get deep. They're skating. They draw a penalty. Yep. You score on that power play. You're like, great. We're back. We're, we're going to, okay, we've reset. We have our lead. And they looked better. And then Georgiev gives up one that you don't love. Yep. Like that third one, you just you just don't love that from him. And you're looking at it, and you're like, how many goals has Georgiev given up in the last two weeks that you look at? And you're like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Because I'm struggling to come up with a list there, here. And this one? He's been really <laughs> yeah. freaking good for you. And, and some of the ones that you might be like, wow, I wish you didn't give that one up were in games that were ultimately over. And yeah, like, I really, I really don't look at very many of them and just think, 
what's he up to here? Like, what's yep. going on? Why is this happening again? What? Where is he? Where is he? Yep. There have been a couple of games in the last couple of weeks in which he has been really good, in my opinion, and has had to eat some tough numbers. Yep. Like the Pittsburgh game. Yep. People are all over Sam Gerrard because he gets undressed by Sidney Crosby. Right. But so does Georgiev. Yep. But one guy is the bad guy, and the other one is like, it's Crosby. <laughs> but like, it's Sidney Crosby. And then you give up a couple of goals on backdoor tap-ins. From which, guys, which like, what's he supposed to do? Well, yeah, yeah, and you're you're looking at your and like he gives up four goals on 44 shots. He ends up with a 909 save percentage in a game and gives up four goals. Yep, guy plays great for you. He's just been he's all of this is just saying Alexander Georgiev rules, and he's been awesome for them basically since January 1st, and the NHL roster got back in front of him. Yeah, he does not put up great numbers in December when all hell breaks loose <laughs> on the roster in front of him. I also don't think he played great, but it, it, you look at it, the team in front of him totally quits on him today. Yep. And he still kept the minute. It still took them a solid 17, 18 minutes to really scare you. Uh, okay. Uh, on that note, we are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. I would not bet on Georgiev to win the Vesna. We agreed he's probably about fifth best goalie in the league. Yeah. Um, and that's right where he should finish. Yeah. It's still very, very good. Just don't take that bet. Maybe take the bet for over on saves on him with some regularity, though. Can make some good money that way. Uh, you can, of course, bet on anything you want with DraftKings. Literally made up sports you can gamble on. If that's what you feel like doing, go check it out. Uh, I, I was watching some professional tag the other day. Sick. Pretty wild stuff, too. Those guys are impressive. I, like, I don't understand how the taggers catch anyone. Like, yeah. they're so fast. Yeah. It's incredible. I Every time I, ha I watch those, my knees, I can just feel. <laughs> I'm like, how do they? How do these guys not have ACLs just explode on a regular basis? <laughs> the <laughs> positions that they contort Well, they probably into. do. Yeah, I was going to say. That's not what they're putting on ESPN. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but whatever it is, go over to DraftKings, use the DNVR code, and you bet $5 with a new account. You get $150 in free bets to bet however you feel. So go check them out. Do what you want. Bet on what you want. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See the show notes down below for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And it's all void in Ohio. Uh, once you've won a little bit of money, maybe go check out Illegal Pete's. Ten different locations here in Colorado. You can get yourself delicious burritos from Illegal Pete's. They've got tons of amazing options for fresh food. They also have happy hour from 3 to 6 p.m. where right now if you go and order some vodka they are donating a portion of the proceeds to children in Colorado uh, you can jump on it it's <sighs> let me let me see exactly what it is uh, youth on record is who they're donating to when you get a vodka during happy hour at illegal Pete's all of the month of March so there's still a, like a week left where you can go in and, and help out the kids and have some delicious vodka. Jump on it. Burrito, beer, buddies, all the good stuff at Illegal Pete's. Uh, third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. We kind of already covered the Coyotes' third goal, so let's get to our king of the game. The man who gets the Avs their third goal of the game and the man Great who picture. ultimately wins the game itself, Val Nachushkin, shows up in the clutch for Colorado. No personality all year long. You don't see anything out of that guy. 
And then he scores the third goal, and he thumps his chest, little line action. Yeah. And then he gets the the shootout goal, and it's all. I mean, look at him, bro. That that celly he had a few weeks ago when he I can't remember who it was in <gasps> Wasn't front of it the net. Graves. Was it Graves? It was Graves. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so he he shoots. Cross-checks Graves yeah. while the puck is Yo, going in. Can we go find that? Stands over him and stares at him. Yeah, go take a like, picture of that face yeah, and send it to Eric. And yeah, be like, mess. this is the face that goes yeah, on the train. Yeah, yeah. This is the train. This is the train. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh... Yeah, yeah, he he's had some stank to his game these last this last month. Yeah, that's been good. The celebration today and like all of it, right? Yep. The, the move, dude, the that move. move's ridiculous. He's the first guy in six shooters to make an actual move on a goaltender, and look <laughs> and what it's happened. Nasty. What? So we were all talking about it. You were listening on the watch long. That was one of the, and I don't want to be too dramatic. That was just a really weird shootout. It was. We, we seriously had like seven consecutive shooters between both teams combined that did not make a move. That just took. A snapshot from between the circles. And the last, like, two or three shooters, again, I give Jigori all the credit in the world. He stopped all seven. But the last two or three, he just stands there, and they just hit him. And it's like, okay. He straight shooter tutored it. His heels were, like, on top of the blue. He didn't even have to back up. It's like, what are you doing? It's just, that was one of the weirder things I've seen. You got into depth shooters, and nobody wanted to make a move. Yeah, nobody was making a move. Uh, nobody was trying anything. Uh, it was like the first couple of guys for each team tried a yeah. move. Did not go well. And so they, everybody else was like, I'm just going to shoot it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Val makes a move. And the move that he makes, obviously, is sick. Awesome. It's, sick. Yeah, it's awesome. It's and poor Connor Ingram is like, not again. Look, I, I play well against the Avs every time I play. And I end up losing in, like, <laughs> crushing fashion. <laughs> Like, <laughs> Kale McCarr scoring overtime goals against him, and everybody's, you know, everybody pops off. And then the move that Nichushkin makes, like, he just straight up vacates the net. <laughs> that was Kucherov shit, dude. Like, it was. <sighs> you wondered what he had in the back, because you're like, yeah. all right, like, we don't ever really see him do anything on. His normal game is just power, really. Yeah. Well, I, like, I, like I, on I, breakaways, you don't see him make a lot of moves. He usually will make, like, okay, goes to the back end and. Tries to slip at five hole while right, guys right. See, that's, And that's what I thought he was going like, to do. Is something like that. And I don't know where the hell that came from. Dude, that was sick. It was great. It that was, was great. Awesome. I think it was comical when Bednar said the other day that he wanted to jumpstart Nachushkin because he's already been playing really well. Mm-hmm. I think he's up to nine points in the last seven games now. And this comes about with respect to Arturi Lackman being out, kind of who's getting elevated there. Um, and... He has two shot attempts on the penalty kill. He's just a complete difficult player to play against. Yeah. And I feel like we've pointed out that he's looked like he's at 100% for a little bit now, especially knowing that he's battled through quite a bit, evidently. Yeah. <laughs> Even seeing him on the bench tonight, he's looking at his hands suspiciously. He's like, please tell me there's nothing wrong. Or maybe he's just admiring them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick. <laughs> you did you, this. You about to do something sick. Yeah. Yeah, 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 he had his gloves yeah. off. So he had me a little concerned. Like, he, what are you looking he at? He felt he was like, oh, Berkey just gave me the hands. Berkey back. gave me <laughs> the hands. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> He's been hurt for a while, so he's not using them. But, but it's all, all this to say he's looked good. I don't know what yeah. Bednar is doing jumpstarting a player that's already playing so well. It's frightening to think of what he becomes. He becomes the train, yeah. I guess. Put a train into overdrive. Yeah. yeah. Didn't want to just get the engine going. He wanted yeah. it going all the way. Crashing yeah. into that, the that station. That thing's a coal-fueled 
engine at this yeah. point, I think. It's I not mean, a that's, car engine. That's about, like, the last two games, you've seen Nachushkin as kind of a red-lined guy. Like, he has, he was so good the other day. And then today, Sweet. you're talking about one of the only guys on the Avalanche that looked like he actually showed up and understood that the game started when it did. <laughs> because uh, everybody else felt like they were really out of sync, and he was just going. Yep. When I asked Kill about voices that have emerged in the leadership group this year, he actually name-dropped Val Nichushkin, and I thought that was an interesting voice that would emerge through this season. I think it's an important one. And you could see in the room, too, how animated he's become when he speaks to <laughs> Georgiev, Malgin, um, Galchenyuk and him had words, Frankie too. Frankie when he's Frankie healthy. healthy. Like, he actually has... I think last year's group was so good for him, too, but... I think he's really settled into feeling like he's at home here in Colorado, too. And it probably is just such a stark difference from his experience in Dallas. What do you think he says in the room? It was a big topic of discussion the other day because <laughs> they were the people that were in the room. It was uh, they were all speaking Russian. They were laughing, <laughs> laughing. And we were like, what the it's probably fuck? about us. Yeah, they're probably making fun of us. <laughs> <laughs> Like, do you think, like, when they're all there, though, and they're not just Russian dunking on you? Like, the way that, the way that, the way that he, like, has stepped up as a voice in the room, do you think he just, like, goes and stands in somebody's locker? That's and That's what like, I wanted to know. Like, wait a minute. Together. Yeah. How or, is Val? He's like, I send yeah. one text and you're done. A thumbs down. Yeah. 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 Exactly. yeah. Like, <laughs> Like, like, does it, it take out. much? Does he grunt at somebody? Does he just <laughs> stare at them? Yeah. Does he grunt at somebody? Does he, does he, like, start to give them the chain and then take it back and mm. say no deserve? Like, what? Like, he what just comes up behind him and puts the chain on their shoulder and stands there silently. <laughs> and then leaves. It's like, you know. You know what has to be done next. I like to think he puts the chain on him and then goes, look what they did to my boy. <laughs> anyway... I'm not sure what accent that I, I ended can't, up being. I can't do an Italian accent. I know that, so I just use my normal voice. <laughs> that was your normal voice? <laughs> well, I changed the tone, but normal accent. I Why didn't say. we learn on Italian? Because I'm trying to do the Godfather thing. But okay, okay. I think we should just wrap this part <laughs> up. <laughs> uh, okay. Val, well-deserving a king of the game. The overtime happened... Super out of sync again, yeah. Yeah. but like in sync enough to not give up anything crazy, but yeah. didn't generate a ton either. I don't know. I didn't have a huge problem with overtime. It just wasn't all that riveting. Cool. I, that's all I got. <laughs> Sick, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's in overtime. He did not look like he really knew what he was doing out yeah, there. That's he fair. really did not feel Bo comfortable with all that. Here. All that Byram with all the space. Uh, he looked like he was like, "How do I do this? Yeah, <laughs> this is a little foreign to me. I know I can make a big mistake if I do something dumb." <laughs> so he looked very apprehensive, which is unusual for him. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> apprehensive is not a word I would use to describe <laughs> him in general. Yeah. Uh, all right, looks like we got some super chats to get to here. Also, thank you for the over 100 likes chat. We appreciate that very much. And the one guy that comes in to give us the, the, the down dislike vote, every every show, still giving yeah. us that view. We love you. I actually love that just a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I love the I love the dedication to the that pettiness. Comes in. It's yeah. Val. That's Val. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice knowing you guys. 
Uh, $2 from Rick. Excited for an Avs Bruins final. Let's go. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves too much, but... Yeah, yeah the Bruins won't, the Bruins won't, won't get there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the $2. Jesse and AJ joint burn. <laughs> uh, $2 from Kevin who says, Good guys win great game. Well, the first part's true. I mean, it was a good game in the third period for an external viewer. Yeah. With no dog in it. True. Uh, There were no dogs in it today. (laughs) It was just puppies. (laughs) $5 from Banks, who says, That mullet magic had me nervous. Huge two points, though. Love the way Georgiev collected himself. The man is real AF. This is a really good point that we didn't really touch on, but you give up three goals in nine minutes in the third period, and then you go out and lock it down completely in a shutout. If you're worried about a guy being a head case, that is not how a head case responds. He looked fine in the shootout, too. You said it on the Hayton shootout attempt where he was like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> he this goes, is not happening. He tried to do that like like yeah. way wide and then yeah. slip into the back end and then catch a gu- catch him off guard. And Georgi was Georgiev ate the whole thing up. Yeah. It was like deserted. Nom 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 nom. <laughs> Just straight up cookie monstered that that attempt. Uh ten dollars from our boy Eddie. I was there for the game and it was electric. So many Avs fans. Nuke got Berkey's hands today. <laughs> Certainly had something working today. There's no doubt about that. At this point, they might just be Nuke's hands, to be honest with you. Yeah, Berkey hasn't... It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. He's not making good use of them. Uh, And then $5 from Eric, who says, finally able to catch a live show. Huge win for the team. Georgi is goaded in shootouts. I'll be at the Ducks game tomorrow. I saw somebody mention in chat earlier about Georgiev being the best in the NHL shootouts this year. And I, I will be curious... To actually How look at the numbers. The yeah. yeah. I am gonna go home and look at those numbers, also knowing that Pablo Francos has never given up a goal in a shootout. <laughs> <laughs> Very small been, sample size. Has there, been in a shootout yeah. this year, yeah. so I will keep that in mind. But yeah, I am curious to see um because shootouts are up a little bit this year, obviously, as three v three has gotten has more been, and more figured out yeah. where teams understand we're not gonna do this back and forth for all five minutes mm-hmm. and it's definitely gonna end. Yep. Uh, but it is I will be. I will be curious to actually look up Georgiev's numbers in the shootout this year, um, relative to the other, certainly the other starters. Also, happy for you that you get to see the Avs game. I'm sorry you have to go to the Honda Center though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Honda Center is. It's not the best. It might be the least favorite road building I've ever been in. Hmm. Interesting. Dallas is really up there though. Everything about Dallas sucks. <laughs> Getting into like getting into the building is a nightmare. The way that you have to like work your way through the building, uh, the where they come off the ice and they have to walk like a quarter mile to the <laughs> locker room, where the uh, where the media stuff is. It, that building is awful. Nightmare. Yeah, if they play in the postseason this year, you have fun. Well, instead of going to those buildings, maybe save your money and go to foco.com to get your sports apparel, merchandising, bobbleheads, towels. They got all sorts of stuff for you over at foco.com. When you check out there, you can use code DNVR to get 10% off your order. Of course, they have everything covered. doesn't have to be just abs. Any sport, any team for the major leagues, certainly. I believe they even have MLS gear as well. So you can check them out at foco.com today. Uh, any final thoughts on this hockey game before we get out of here? Glad it's over. Great two points. Let's go. Good, good. All right. 
This one's done. Abs go do it again in what, 27 hours, something like that? This is the nice part about this back to back. They get to California at a reasonable hour and get to go to sleep. So there you go. Hopefully they come refreshed for that one. We are out of here for the day. We will see you for the game tomorrow. Until then, we will talk to you later.